Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18. We're going to read a text, Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 22. I'm doing a series. You can be seated. I changed my mind. I'm doing a series on spiritual warfare. Thank you. Thank you very much. Doing a series on spiritual warfare. And uh, the reason I am doing a series on spiritual warfare is because it's become passe to many. Oh, well, that's something they did in the 90s, you know. And it's not been taught. There hasn't been the, the, the level of awareness that needs to be in this hour of tremendous warfare. Tremendous warfare in America right now. In the heavenlies. Ephesians talks about warfare in the heavenlies. And so I've started a series. I'm not sure how long I'll go. But in light of what we have just walked through and a prophetic word that I received in the midst of my COVID-19 struggle, I want to preach to you a message in your hearing about overcoming witchcraft. And you're like, oh, I don't really know anything about that. Well, I'm glad you don't, but you might find actually that you're participating. And so the goal of this morning is to make it plain from Deuteronomy 18 and some other texts to break it down and give you some real-life application uh, that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm not here to make you comfortable. In fact, Jesus came to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the, the comfortable is why Jesus came. I got like one yes. Where was that? Come on, God, if you have anything in your life that you need to be set free from, wouldn't it be great if God would set you free from it even this morning? Overcoming witchcraft. Before we read the text, I'm going to share a few stories with you. Uh, well, first of all, the one that really pressed me to preach this. My wife and I and my family had COVID-19 about 40 days ago. First symptoms. Uh, very challenging. For some, it was some sniffles and uh, a headache. And for others, they went on ventilators. I was one step before a ventilator. And I'm so grateful to be healed. So grateful. It's taken, it's taken a little bit, but I can fully breathe. My lungs are restoring, and I thank God. And there's many, there's many that are in need of healing, so you, we're praying for them and praying for you if that's you, and you'd be healed in Jesus' name. And during, the, during, the, uh, during that battle, and it was a battle, it came with a spirit of fear, and some of you know about that. During that battle, I was contacted by three different prophetic voices, and you would know their names. And each of them said the same thing. Got a call from Florida, a man who I deeply respect, said, I'm just about to go into service. I'm praying for you. And he said, the Lord showed me that it's not just COVID-19, it's witchcraft. And I thought, what? He prayed for me. And I filed that. I thought, that's interesting. Then I got another call from another, from two well-known prophets who then prayed for us. I mean, I pulled out every stop. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? When you hit real difficulty, you contact people that pray. So I pulled out everyone I know over all the world and all the influence I have and all the relationships of hundreds of people I know. I launched a prayer offensive because I realized this thing wants to kill me. And so 
I got a con- contacted from this other couple, and they prayed for us, and they said, you know, we were praying. The Lord showed us it's witchcraft. It's not just COVID-19. COVID-19 is real. It's from the pit. And I said, there's witchcraft involved over you, over your building, and what God wants to do in Alaska. I said, well, that's, that's two times I've heard that, mouth of two or three witnesses. I got another phone call. They're all unrelated. No, but I didn't put up on Facebook, watch out for witchcraft and COVID. No, I didn't do that, okay? I, I just put my head down and began to declare the word of the Lord and began to fight with the prophetic word and stood in, in the promises of God and just see that thing. I got another phone call. Number three says the same thing. And I thought, huh, I think maybe... There might be some witchcraft involved. <laughs> Many years ago, the first place that we pastored uh, was on the island of uh, away from King's Cathedral and Chapels, Maui, which has the, the, been the main hub in our network of 360-something churches, one church in many locations. Alaska's becoming another hub, and there are others. When I was there and I got sent out from there to go pastor a church in the island of Molokai. Molokai was, how many of you heard of Molokai? Molokai. Molokai is, it's called the most Hawaiian island. It, it is also the place where kahunas were trained. And uh, there has been reports of more witchcraft and death and strange. I mean, it's number one per capita has been. I don't know the stats now, but when we moved there, it was in 2001. It was number one uh, per capita in teenage suicide. It was number one per capita in poverty and people on food stamps and, uh, and, and, and the like. It was number one per capita in homosexuals and, it, and, and cross-dressing and, and all of that. It was, it was number one in depression. I mean, this place, it's called the Happy Isles, a straight lie. Is it Happy Isle? What's it called? Friend, yeah, there's nothing friendly about it. And you to walk around. Oh, I know it's friendly now. Don't get all mad at me. But when I was there, it ain't too many people smiling except the people that were filled with the Spirit and been set free. And you could walk up and down the streets of Kanakakai. I mean, they had no stoplights. We're talking small, population of 7,000 people. And to all the pastors that had gone before us, and I could name them. Pastor Kinsai, Pastor Kamau, Pastor Steve, different ones that were there all had these, in, in, these insane stories of witchcraft, demonic activity, a spirit of death. Their families had been attacked and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just thinking, wow, before I go there, before the Lord called me, I knew I was going to be launched somewhere. I could feel it. The Lord had spoken to me, everything. You're, you're being launched out. You're leaving Maui. You're going somewhere. You're going to pastor. I knew it. I knew God had spoken to me. I get called into Dr. Morocco's office, and I sit there with Pastor Steve, who actually is where he, he cut his teeth at King's Cathedral and Chapels. He's our pastor now on the island of Kauai, one of them. And he's there in the meeting, and he had been there years prior, about 10 years prior to that. We're sitting there with Apostle Senior Leader Dr. Morocco. And Dr. Morocco says, we need a new pastor to go to Molokai. And uh, it's either one of you two. Uh, and while he's speaking, Pastor Steve Frank says, oh, <laughs> not me. It's your turn. I've been there. You go. I thought, what? And Dr. Morocco says, well, Daniel, are you ready to go? I said, now, I've never backed off. I'm just not the kind that backs off. 
But when that happened, I thought, uh, no. No, I, uh, I didn't want to say no, but I said no immediately. And I said, no, uh, I need to pray. That was a, a good spiritual answer. And it was also true. I mean, they had these grove of trees that were deaf. All kinds of, I mean, like, unbelievable, creepy thing. Normal to see furniture moving around and crazy demonic activity. Crazy. So I'm praying, and I go to sleep. I think it was that night. I'm like, God, seriously, really, I, 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 you know, really. How about California? Little did I know that California's worse. Anyway. Going to be a revival in California. Can you say amen? There's going to be another outpouring, another Jesus movement in California. God's going to save people by the droves. Thousands of people being baptized. I'm telling you, California is ripe for revival. That night, I'm taken in the spirit across the water, and I'm shown the entire island. And when I'm going around the island in the spirit, I was like flying in the spirit, looking at things. And I saw heiaus, which are places of human sacrifice, and I saw, I saw these different hot spots of demonic activity, and then I was brought to the church and greeted by a demon that woke me right up out of my sleep. And I woke up, I'm like, whoa! And the Lord's like, you're going. I thought, oh, great. <laughs> and while I was on Molokai, I mean, I could take the rest of the service to tell you about the different things that happened, how God poured out his spirit and how he didn't pour out anything. It was like dead and nothing would move until I started eating lots of food, which if you're Polynesian, you understand. You don't eat their food. There's no move of God. And all the Polys said, amen. I was like, I go in and fasting and praying. And, and the Lord's like, yeah, you don't need to fast anymore. Eat. I gained 40 pounds, became a moke. The church grew, the Lord spoke to me in a dream and told me you're going to do a 40-day fast and take down the head of this thing. And so without going into all the details, somehow I was able to do a 40-day water fast. At the end of that, ran up this mountain with clear instructions from the Lord. And it was like, it was like an earthquake happened in the spirit. And the church doubled within the next month. And the month after that, I was sent to Kauai, and Pastor Robert took over the church and has done 10 times the job I could ever do. He's an amazing man of God. I hope to have him at the Power Conference. But on that 40th day, when I came down from that mountain, having fulfilled in detail what the Lord showed me to do, there was a worship event, which was like, what? A church had showed up with this incredible band and preachers, and they rented a, a park, or they used a park, and I heard about it, and I thought, well, it's my 40th day. I can eat now, you know, carrot juice or whatever it was. Orange juice, I think I could have. Whee! But orange juice was like, oh, I, I cried. You drink orange juice after you've had nothing. You're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, oh, God. You know, it's just overwhelming. I went to this worship event, and... Uh, this is for pastors that, that maybe don't understand this. What they did is they were planting a church, and they put word out to the entire body of Christ, gathered a whole bunch of people for a worship and prayer event, and launched our church on the backs of other churches. It's a good way to curse your work. Don't build on another man's foundation. Anyway, while I'm standing there, I actually ended up standing next to the pastor who wasn't participating in much. He was just letting his team do it, and I ended up talking to him, power God. And I said, you know, some have come to try to start churches like this. You're not doing that, are you? Because you curse yourself. He's like, I, 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 I. 
He didn't have much to say. And the work is dead. It's gone. It's not on the island anymore. And people got hurt. And it was terrible. Well, I was standing there, and this I feel this tapping on my leg. And I, I, I kind of look, and there's this kid. I don't know. Maybe he's 10. I, I forget. And he's mumbling some stuff, and he's hitting me with a stick. And it's like he's praying in tongues, but it's not. It's something else. I'm looking at him, and it's... I'm like, what's going on, bro? And like he finishes and scampers off. I'm like, gosh, that was weird. And another kid comes and says, you're Pastor Daniel, right? I'm like, yeah. He says, that kid was cursing you. He's a student of Harry Potter. He studies Harry Potter stuff, and he was cursing you. I said, oh, I feel so sad for him. And I prayed for him that it wouldn't destroy his life. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. I think I might have your attention. Deuteronomy 18 and uh, chapter 18, the big numbers are chapter numbers. The smaller numbers are what we call verses. And some don't know that, so it's okay. I, I didn't know that at first. So here we go. Deuteronomy 18. Would you stand up with us? We'd like to stand for the reading of the word. If you're not able to stand, would you stand up on the inside? When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire or who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. Tap your neighbor and say, don't call up the dead. Here, let's make it plain. Turn to your other neighbor and say, don't talk to the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you dispossess listened to the soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. Verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet like me. This is Moses writing and under the inspiration of the Spirit. Raise up a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, and you shall hear him. I'm going to stop there. Father, thank you. Move in power. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Witchcraft. Our society is filled. Now, we do have notes for you, and I give those so that you could fill in the blanks and uh, pass it on to somebody else and remember what's preached to you. Our society is filled with all forms of witchcraft. I was born in 1966, and during the 70s, as I grew up, it was common to hear, hey, what sign are you, man? What sign are you? Even when I got into high school, that was one of the icebreakers you would use when you're talking to a girl. You'd be like, so, what sign are you? Don't, don't raise your hand, but how many of you know what I'm talking about? The astrology. You can find astrology charts. You're like, yeah, I read them every day. Right, you're practicing witchcraft. You can, you can find astrology charts in every newspaper 
on websites, there's apps, there's all kinds of stuff. And what astrology charts try to do, it's basically witchcraft to try to figure out what's going to happen in the future. Do you know there are people that didn't come to church today because they read their, their, their chart, their, their, their reading for the day, and it's like, it's bad. Don't do it. Don't go. Stay home. And, and literally, they obey that. Crazy. Is it crazy? Superstitions. There's all kinds of superstitions. Come on, put some of those up for me, would you? Come on, some of you might know some of these. Okay, don't walk under a ladder. I was talking to Pastor Karen, and I said, you know, as I was preparing, and uh, as I prepared, I got brought into like a wormhole of the most insane things that are happening in our nation that I will not mention from the pulpit. I, I won't because it'll scar you. The amount of witchcraft that's taking place at the very highest levels of our government is unspeakable. It's unspeakable atrocity. I was asking Pastor Karen, you know, is there any superstitions that you grew up with? She goes, oh, well, the ladder thing. But anytime I find a ladder now, I just walk under it. I thought, oh, that's my wife. Hallelujah. How many of you ever heard that? He walking under a ladder? And all of these have, have uh, a history to them. They're superstitions. Broken mirror. Oh, seven years of bad luck. Oh. Yeah, for you maybe, not for me. I break mirrors when I feel like it. Next one. Oh, how about that? Crossing your fingers. Well, we've got our fingers crossed. Do you? How's it working out for you? Crossing your fingers is not a biblical thing. Come on, let me see another one. Whoa. Oh. The black cat. Come on, how many of you, raise your hand if you heard of some of this stuff. Well, that's all that black cat that they dumped the child in last Okay, next one. Okay. What was funny was I was, you know, looking at some of these things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sneezing, I remember that. And that there's, you know, they believed that when you sneezed, you were sending out evil spirits. And so that's what they said, gesundheit, or God bless you, right? So I'm studying. I just finished, like, putting some different finishing touches, and my son comes down, he's making himself coffee, and he's like, Hush! I'm like, God bless you. Oh. <laughs> it's become a pattern, and actually, I'm still going to do it, because it's, it's just a good excuse to remind you to bless people, so I, I'm not going to be free. Some evil spirit left your son today. That's what pastor said. Pastor said an evil spirit left his son. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of people get upset if you, they say, go. Oh, he opened an umbrella inside. Here, try it. <laughs> How about knock on wood? You ever heard that one? It's going to be okay, knock on wood. I saw a bunch of candidates in Senate, House, different things online, people knocking on wood, you know. Oh, salt. Some of you still do it. They spill the salt and you're like. <laughs> it's all superstitions. You got another one? How many of you know superstitions? Superstitions are not of God. In Molokai, they have this thing on Molokai where it's this, 
this white witch that sweeps the floor. So we did a thing called Hell House, which was an expose of demonic activity that's behind abortion and violence and domestic violence and drug addiction. We made the whole church into this, except for the sanctuary, a place called Hell House. I did that here, actually, and they, they were calling us to Brackenites and uh, articles written about, about, oh, Bracken and his church brings these wicked things into our valley. Are you kidding me? It had people overdosing in the five and dime. People had, there's all kinds of stuff and be like turn to blind, think it's everything's great. Everything's not great. We have an epidemic of meth. We got epidemics that, epidemics of heroin, which, if I may, is pharmakia in the Greek. So drugs, pharmakia is witchcraft. It's the same word. And they would literally take Acid, drugs, peyote, peyote buttons. They don't have a spiritual experience. And, and, and they legally, you know, they legalized. They took all the, in Oregon, they took off the penalty. They, they took off the criminality of heroin and cocaine. You know what's happening? People are moving from all over to go to heroin. I would go to heroin. Oregon. And there's actually those who are so opposed that they're making a secession plan to join the greater Idaho because they're like, what are we going to do? Oregon needs a great revival. You think your smoking pot's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal because it, it, it opens you up to demon spirits. Why do you think alcohol is also called spirits? You telling me drinking alcohol is wrong? Nope, I'm not. Getting drunk? Drunk. Altering your conscience, which for me would be like one sip. I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't drink alcohol. Why? Because I never want to be. I never want to be in bondage. I never want. I never want anything to control me except the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. All right, now, that might not be popular for you. But there's a lot of things that are going on that are opening up portals, if you will, in the spirit that cause people to come under bondage. All right, now, write in your notes. Let's go. Let's look at the text. Witchcraft is defined, verse 10. It's going to get a little uncomfortable, but at the end, it's going to be really encouraging. So uh, put, your, your, put your seats in the upright lock position. Fashion your seatbelt. Put your trays up. Ushers, you can lock the door now if you would, please. Witchcraft defined, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Uh, I want to define witchcraft in three parts. Now, I've, I've studied this almost too much. What do you mean almost too much? When I was digging in things, I, I was basically done. I was thinking about making it a series, and I felt like the Lord said, no, they, people don't need to hear a series on witchcraft. You just hit it with one. And as I went digging deep, I felt like the Lord says, that's enough. And I literally he said, stop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's no. I mean, I've, I've realized I'd been a little bit defiled by some of what I saw. And I went straight up to my wife. I said, oh, I, I've learned some stuff. I, I, it's bad. It's bad. And she laid hands on me and prayed for me and was talking with Minister Lori. And she had experienced the same thing. She said it took, it took quite a while to just break that thing off. And I'm not going to, I will not scar your mind. You're to be excellent in what is good and innocent of evil. But understand that witchcraft is operating and you might, you just might be wearing a little pointy hat and you don't even know it. Bump your neighbor and say, Woo, do you have a pointy hat? Go ahead and ask him. Do you have a pointy hat? Okay. Okay, so defining witchcraft, number one, divination. Everybody say divination. 
All right, soothsayers, fortune tellers, uh, reading of bones, tea leaves, tarot cards. You ever heard any of that? All right. Horoscopes, palm reading. It's any way that, of trying to know what your future is aside from the Lord. And by the way, all of these things are substitutes or counterfeit for what God offers, which is the Levites and, and the prophets, which we read, if you read further on in the text, he talks about that, but I'll bring it there in a moment. Wow. Divination. The second way, or the second thing under the category of witchcraft is magic. And magic is an attempt to control events through the use of various means, spells and the like. That's what is going on there when they're making their children pass through the fire. See, they're trying to control maybe the harvest, trying to control rain, trying to control different things so they do this wicked act of abortion. Doesn't say abortion there. No, but that's what we that's what some do today. Because they worship themselves. So they never want to be subject now to something that would then have to take care of a child, something that's made in God's image. And and then the science would say, well it's not viable and so it can't live on its own, so it's not real. But the word of God says that before you were in your mother's womb he knew you. And he says he knit you together, so abortion is wicked, it's evil, and it is actually, I believe, a form of witchcraft. Witchcraft in relationships is the uncomfortable part because some of you realize that you're a purveyor of these things. I'm about to share nine points. I didn't put it in your notes, but you might want to write some of them down. The psychology calls them manipulators, but really it's not just manipulators. It's people practicing control and witchcraft, and you might be married to somebody like that. I'm going to go over here. That didn't feel so good. I'm going to go over here. Your auntie might operate. You, you might have issues like, like that. People that manipulate. A- am I getting through? In other words, they have such an explosive anger that, that God forbid that you would God help you and the whole family if you awaken that beast. And so everybody's like, Dad's home. Yeah, what are you doing? You're controlling people to get them to do what you want. I'm not yelling. You want to see me yell? Okay, Brother Warlock. Let me just give you nine things here. The use of secret and personal experiences against you. You know that I know. I know what you did. And if you do that thing... You witch. They twist your words. You know what's crazy? As I read through these, I was really good at quite a few of these. I've been delivered. Some of you are going to get delivered. Some of you are going to get delivered today. Come on, it's 12-12. You'll eat lunch shortly. Some of you could skip a meal. (laughs) Including myself. They twist your words, constantly distort and lie. 
And you know what's crazy is some people know they're doing it, and other people, I think they're manipulated. Like literally, if they took a lie detector test, they're lying about you, what you say, the, the place, the person, the whole thing. They straight lie, and if they were to take a test, they'd be like, they're telling the truth. They're so distorted, there can be a demonic, it's witchcraft, that actually they're performing as Christians. Don't go looking it up. I mean, Christian witches, there's whole kinds of craziness out there. All right. They don't care what's actually true, only how they can use it. Number four, they hit you with all sorts of confusing and unnecessary roadblocks and red tape. They talk over you. Oh, I've seen that. You're trying to talk about something. That's That's not what he means. What he really means. Okay, Jezebel, what's he mean? Okay, Ahab, we'll pick on the guys too. They talk over you and for you. They focus on the negative. This is a big one. Listen, you're going to do this or else I'm going to do this to you. Okay, are we clear? You feeling me? You're going to do what I tell you to do or I'm going to expose you. Uh Uh-huh. Witchcraft. They mock you, belittle you, make fun of you. How many of you ever experienced some of this? 20 honest people. 30. 40, 45, I think all of us have. I mean, the devil's a bad devil. And we have a fallen human nature. You know, witchcraft, if you look in Galatians, I think it's Galatians, it's, it's, it's a work of the flesh. Maybe it's Corinthians. It's a work of the flesh. Crazy. Wow. Put up Romans 6 and 16, if you would. And then we'll, we'll get into the third way. And then we're going to give you, we won't go too long, but by the grace of God, we're going to go real strong. How to overcome witchcraft. Look at this scripture, though. Romans 6 and 16 in the New King James. Do you not know to whom you present yourselves as slaves to obey? You are that one slaves whom you obey. Whether whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Now, let me just say that a different way. If you yield and obey your flesh, then you become a slave of your flesh. If you yield and obey the Spirit, then you become a slave to the Spirit. And we are to be, now slave, understand, a bondservant of the Lord. All of us are to be tied and yoked to Him, not partnered with our flesh. Come on, you should put your flesh down. You should put on the new man, the Bible says, created in Christ's likeness. You should not give yourself to lying and cheating. That's not what we should do. The third way witchcraft is defined is by consulting spirits. Karen, uh, I, I pick on my beautiful wife, but the truth is we both have very wicked backgrounds. And uh, if I was to put it on a scale, I don't know, they're all wicked. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure hers was worse than mine. But <laughs> she didn't get tied up in pharmacia. She got tied up in false religion. And followed these two gurus, sold everything she had, and followed these two self-proclaimed gurus that would channel an ancient spirit, which I'm not going to tell you the name, because you can then go and look, and some of you will go back and look at stuff. And you don't need to name, you don't need to know the names of demons to cast them out either. And if you were to ask the name of the demon, it, it might lie to you. So what's the point? You, the authority of the name of Jesus is it. And 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 these two teachers, false teachers 
would channel this spirit and say stuff. The voice would change, everything would change, and would know things that there's no way of knowing unless there was something supernatural happening. And every spirit, according to 1 John, that does not acknowledge Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And there are so many false prophets and so much witchcraft out there, and if you partner with it, it's going to destroy you. Talking to the dead. Come on, someone say, I'm not going to talk to the dead. Yeah, bad idea. What does a dead person have to share with you anyway? You say, but I want to talk to, I miss my grandma. Okay, well, your grandmother is even in, either in heaven, if she'd received Jesus as her Lord and Savior, live for him. And if it's like a little iffy, but you, you, she, she, she knew the Lord and prayed. You know, I believe that God's merciful. How many of you know that? But there definitely, clearly is a place called hell that Jesus taught a lot about. And you go there if your sins are not forgiven. So if your grandmother's passed, if she's in heaven or hell, you can't talk to her anymore. And I know that can be difficult. But I, I share the same pain in that we, we have a son that died. Didn't live very long. He died. I don't talk to my son in heaven, but I have done this. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I can't find any scripture that's wrong with this. Lord, would you give my boy a hug for me? And he's like, I already did. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Thanks, God. There's nothing wrong with that. But talking to the dead, that's verboten. Verboten is forbidden in German. It just sounds better. Verboten. Don't do it. Everybody say, don't do it. Oh, necromancers, sorcerers. I, 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 I got I to gotta, uh, skip a whole bunch of this stuff. Ghosts. Listen, there's no ghosts. They're demons. Ghosts are demons. But I saw my grandmother, and it wasn't your grandmother. It was a demon spirit, a familiar spirit that will come to try to represent someone else. Why? To hook you and take you to the devil's hell. That's where. But I know my grandmother loved God. Yes, it's still a ploy. It's still a ploy to hook you and to take you deeper than you could ever dream into the despair and the abominations of darkness. Witchcraft is detestable. i got to hurry up and get to the good stuff. So you guys are looking sad right now. <laughs> it's detestable. Everybody say it's detestable. It's an abomination. It is a wicked, wicked, wicked thing. And we read that in the text. Well, 12 through 14 says that those who practice these things, the nations that, that, are, uh, that you're going to dispossess practiced it, and that's why they're getting kicked out. And I'm going to tell you that in the United States of America, witchcraft and the like is, is spread like a gangrene all across America. And what's taking place even today is a battle against darkness. And if you don't understand that, I'm going to tell you that our nation has been sold out. China has more property than you can possibly imagine, more bonds than you can possibly imagine. The very scripture here, as well as in Leviticus, it says that the nations that practice these things will be vomited out, it says in Leviticus. So you wonder what's happening. I'm going to tell you, it's not about the economy, and it's not about oil. It's not about that. It's about righteousness. It's about a nation that will serve God or serve the devil. It's either about a nation that's going to be a sheep nation or a goat nation. I am praying and believing and preaching and prophesying that God is going to bring a revival and turn you, turn us, turn us around to the glory of God that we would see righteousness again pervade in the land. 
And when I say again, I don't mean it was ever fully prevailed. But we have been founded on Christian principles and the bedrock of our principles have been eroded. And the Bible's been taken out of schools and prayer's been taken out of schools and people are biblically illiterate and don't even know God's word and yield to witchcraft and defilement over and over and over and over and over and over. More people are addicted to pornography than you could possibly imagine. And now they're legalizing drugs and just because it's legal, you go and get high. Are you dumb? God's answer, God's answer is the Levites and the prophets. The Levites minister to the Lord on behalf of the people. And God's raised you up to be a Levite. God's called you by name. And if you'll repent and believe on the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved. And then he leaves us here, empowers us with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Why? So that we could reach people who are in bondage, to reach people who are alcoholics, to reach people who are addicted to pornography, reach people who are addicted to the things of defilement. Why? So that they could be set free and so our nation could have a turnaround. The good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He saves you and then he calls you to be his ambassador. What a deal. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. That's what Levites were. The Levites, the Levites were those who gathered to Moses at the issue of uh, an exodus at the, uh, the golden calf. And judgment came. And Moses said, okay, who's with me? And they're like, we're with you. And then judgment swallowed the other ones. And those were the Levites, the priests, that God used to minister in the temple and to minister in worship, to minister his presence, his power. Those were the ones. They didn't have an inheritance, an earthly inheritance. Their inheritance was the Lord. I'm going to tell you what inheritance you want to have. You want to have that one. And that was God's answers to the answer to witchcraft is Levites to teach them, to help them, to help them to grow. That's what we're here for. Why are you teaching on witchcraft? Because some of you are caught all up in it. The second, the second answer that God has is twofold, the Levites and the prophets, the word of God, verse 15 and again, we didn't read that, but the Lord will, oh, I think we did. The Lord will raise up for you a prophet from, from the midst of you like me. Now, he's talking about, first of all, the Bible is a prophetic book. All of the old, te- I mean, the thing is prophetic. They're prophets, minor prophets, major prophets, Psalms. They wrote them, men and women of God, they wrote them under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God gives you his word to come against the defilement, to come to know what's true, to know what's real, to know what's sacred, and to know what is an abomination. And listen, you can't vote on that. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You can't vote on what the Ten Commandments are. I mean, why in God's name would you go and look at an astrological chart when you can talk with the one who made the stars? Why would you do that? Oh, my and he talks with me, and he walks with me, and he tells me I am his. Oh, the joy we share. No others ever known. Why would you talk to a palm reader when you can know that God will fulfill all of your days? Prophets are real. The whole book's a prophetic book. And I'm so thankful for the, the power of the prophetic word. 
Like how to overcome witchcraft, five, five things. Number one, understand why witchcraft's so evil. It's evil because it destroys lives. It demeans the nature of God, number one. It demeans the very nature of God. God knows everything. And it demeans his nature. And really all false religions, they fall in the same category. And, and there's not one that doesn't. So if you would, you, you go and you look and study religions of the world. All of them fall in the same category. There's not one. Hinduism, Eastern, Eastern religion. There's all kinds of things that are new Roman religions that are being birthed forth. And it's all the same. Pagans. Pagan religions, all the same, everyone. And it's that there's this primordial force and that you came from that and you need to reconnect and then there's also gods that are part of the primordial force and that you, through sacrifices and antics, get to connect with the god of war, the god of fertility, the god of rain, the god of whatever. And that out of that, you get to have happen what you want to have happen. That's not the Christian revelation. That's not Judeo-Christian. Judaism and Christianity, very different. It's a God who made all things, made creation, and he's actively involved in it. And then he puts you in it, and he loves you, and he's got an amazing plan for your life. All of Christianity is God reaching to people, and every other religion is man reaching up to become like him. And those categories are simple, and that's the way it is. Witchcraft brings people into bondage. It brings people into bondage. Oh, come on, some of you have a lucky rabbit foot. Well, it's not lucky and we don't believe in luck. I don't know why you'd be rubbing a dead rabbit's foot anyway. Some of you got something hanging around your neck. And, uh, you know, you're just like, oh, wait. Some of you have an amulet right now in your pocket. Some of, don't raise your hand. Some of you have a, luck, a, a charms bracelet. Oh, they sell them in every airport. Chinky, chinky, chinky. Long time ago, well-meaning, I was going through an extremely difficult time, and I was given a piece of jewelry from a family member, and it was the Virgin Mary, a Catholic son, one side of my family, and and it was this thing, and it was this prayer to Mary on the back, and it, it had been in the family for, I don't know, I think at least two generations or so. And it was given to me, and the word was, when you're in trouble, just grab that. You know, my trouble didn't end. I think it might have gotten worse right after that. You're not supposed to worship Mary. And you can cling the cross. You can hold on to the little cross around your neck. That vampire is still going to stick its fangs up into your juggler and suck all your blood out. Because it's not a little piece of jewelry around your neck that saved you. It's not, it's not a lucky rabbit foot that saved you. It's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and a relationship with him that transforms you into his image. I love crosses. I have one over my bed. I've got different ones in my house. But the power doesn't come from the cross. Unless you really understand what that means, the cross. There's a bloodless gospel that's preached. I don't preach that here. We don't preach that. It's the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Come on, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. It brings you into bondage. Desire to be perfect worship team, or piano at least. Desire to be perfect, you see, in verse 13. 
of Deuteronomy 18, you must be blameless before the Lord. Talking about how to overcome witchcraft. Understand it's evil. Understand that it's an abomination. Understand that it demeans God. And understand that it brings you into bondage. But secondly, desire to be perfect in, in God. What do you mean by that? Desire to be like God. It will protect you. See, some of you got some stuff. You got a little thing on the side. and You think it's okay. It ain't okay. Well, no, no. I've been doing that for years. It doesn't really affect me all that much. Oh, maybe not. Maybe that's just God's mercy. But then you hear a message like this, and now you're accountable for it. So I would highly suggest you put your dead rabbit foot up somewhere. Come on, let's have a praise break. We're all across this place. Come on. Trying to help you. That's my lucky shirt, my lucky shoes. What is luck? That's not even a Christian concept. That's why we have pot blessings, not pot locks. See, you're like, I don't know. Well, that's because you probably smoke too much pot. <laughs> Desire to be perfect. And you know what I found is that witchcraft is, is uh, commonly used for people to accommodate sin, their own sin. So they don't, and I've had people say, you know, I don't know about the word. I just, you know, I just do what my heart leads me. I just. No, the Bible says your heart is deceitfully wicked above all else. It's black. Just be led by your heart. Don't do it. Be led by the Holy Spirit. And I've known folks that don't want to learn, don't want to hear it. Ah, I don't want to hear it. Why? Because they want to go get hammered. They want to do what they want. They want to fornicate. They want to commit adultery. They want, they want to do stuff like that. And so they don't want anybody to tell them because if this really is God's word, if this really is, and I've settled it for me, have you? If this really is God's word, if it really is, if it really is, then uh, we need to change some stuff. Right? He said, well, there's good, there's good witches in bed. No, there isn't. The devil comes as an angel of light, see, you know, prowling around. He, he, he comes as an angel of light. That's why so many have been deceived who are living for God and they have this angel show up and offers you a pair of special glasses. And spirit of moron. Let's move on to the next point. God's intention is to make us into his image. I, I, I said that. You know, something happened to me long ago. And I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your encounters like are at in God, but the gospel, the full gospel, there's mystery involved where you don't understand everything, but it perfectly lines up with Scripture. I've heard I've heard the sound of innumerable worshiping. Some of the things that have happened to me and then line up with the word. Now, yeah, I don't have to have an experience, but I have them all the time. I know what God's word is and I live to the best of my ability and it's a lot of repenting. Wholesale, I'm covered and by the blood, but you know, I'll do things that maybe hurt my wife, insensitive and yield to my flesh for a minute or get frustrated over something. He said, oh, you just, 
You practice your witchcraft. Yeah, look at your own life. Absolutely right. Let, let this thing sink in. You have an anger problem and control your whole household with it? Stop it. When you, have, when you see, when you experience a measure of God's glory and power, I'm going to tell you, you're never going to go. Listen, Chuck steak's great. You know, I'll take a Chuck steak. Oh, but I'd rather have a filet. And I ain't talking about a Chick-fil-A either. I'm talking about filet mignon. Ooh. For all of you vegetarians, uh, Brussels sprouts. Yes. Oh, I want a salad, God. There's places in God that he will bring you to, that you will never go back. You will never go back like a, like a dog to the vomit. You would never go back. Hey, can I have a guitar, Stevie? You will never go back. Rayvon, Stevie. You will never go back. Open my eyes, open my ears to experience you and your power. Not so I can do my own thing. I want to be like you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your word. I'm done with being a witch. I'm done with being a warlock. I'm not going to manipulate. No, no, no. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2, back in your notes. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now Christ Jesus, you were once afar off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, verse 14, Ephesians 2, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law and the commandments contained in the ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into the holy temple of the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the 
spirit. If you would learn and understand and have your mind awakened to the reality that you can come into his presence and you can walk with him, which is the next point, you can abide in him. You can abide, dwell with, walk with him and trust him. That's how you overcome witchcraft. Become more like God. Shake yourself free from defilement. Shake yourself free from the things that bind. Be open to the gifts of the Spirit. But you got to have discernment because not every gift comes from, from the Father of heavenly lights. There are. There are false prophets. There are false words. There is. I mean, I can go on and tell you stories, but time has is, time is escaped. Allow for the gifts of the Spirit to operate and be open to them, but be discerning because not every prophecy is a prophecy from God. There are prophetic words and there are pathetic words. And you need to weigh them. You need to judge them. You need to judge the one who's giving it. And Deuteronomy 18 is talking about that, how that, that's one of the ways of breakthrough, the prophetic voice, the voice of the Lord, God speaking through his word, but through prophetic giftings as well. And I'll raise up a prophet from among you. He's talking about the Messiah ultimately, but he's also talking about other prophets. Oh, my time has gotten away. Won't you just lift your hands as I begin to close. It's a new hour, a new day. Behold, I do a new thing. Isaiah 43. I, I, I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Can you not see it? I'm doing a new thing. And I'm raising up a generation of holiness and purity, righteousness and truth, goodness. There's a turning that's got to take place in America, and it's a turning away from witchcraft, a turning away from defilement. There's a bloodless gospel that's preached. It's no gospel at all. The blood. You're going to hear what's happening in the wicked places, in the highest places of our nation, about blood. And it's all I'll say, because it's so defiling, I'm not going to even talk about it. I'm telling you we're in the midst of a battle, and if you don't understand that there is witchcraft and there's warfare, but God has established us and placed us to be his ambassadors, God has called us by his own name, filled us with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, washed us and cleansed us by the blood. Oh, the blood. There's nothing but the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. You realize today that you've been affected by, by witchcraft, then I don't understand it all because I'm living right. I live right. And when the Lord shows me something I need to repent of, I do, and then when he doesn't, he tells my wife to tell me, and then I agree. I don't have secret sin in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't like, even when I'm saying it, I'm just like, let's just double check. I'm good. I have, I'm not convicted over anything and I don't see anything in scripture that could then, I've got some issues of, you know, honestly, some frustration things and I get too tired or under prayer, I snap a little bit. I'm working on that, I'm working on it. Come on, change me, Jesus. Some of you, some of you, you, you don't, you, you don't understand. Some of you look at your tarot cards, you look at the, 
You call a psychic. You don't need to call a psychic. Just come tonight. I have a company of people that have been trained. You come tonight. I've got people that will prophesy over you. You need a word from God, I'll prophesy over you right now. Now, it might not be the very thing that you were looking for. That happens. You know why? Because God already told you. That happens many times. Prophecy encourages, strengthens, comforts. Oh, my time is gone. Go on, lift your hands all across this place. Some of you realize you've been affected by the demonic, been affected by witchcraft. Maybe you were raised in a home. I mean, actively practicing. There's human sacrifices and all that. And, and then there's manipulators and, and such and everything in between, soothsayers. If you've been affected by the demonic, I'm gonna break that thing off of you. And if you've been partnered with it, maybe unknowingly or knowingly, and you wanna sever that thing, I'm gonna break that off of you right now. I want every single person to stand up. I'm gonna break it now by the power, the authority, the name of Jesus. Each and every one stand up and this will be the last thing we'll do just about. And we're done. Come on, won't you just lift your hands? You know, when I here's how I respond to the messages like this. Some things I knew, other things I didn't. I figure, I don't know if we had witches in our family. We probably did, or maybe we did. So let's just go for it. I'll take it. Whatever you got. Just set me free from everything. I want to serve God. That's a good attitude to have. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and the authority of the blood, I sever and break all assignments of darkness over your people now. Witchcraft, by its three definitions this morning, the works of darkness, I break its hold now by the authority of the name of Jesus. Loose your hold now. Come on, say that with me. Loose your hold now in Jesus' name. Try it again. Loose your hold now in Jesus' name. If you have the freedom to pray with your spirit, go right ahead. There's some people that are struggling with suicidal thoughts. It's not of God. It's a demon spirit. I break it off you now. There's people here that are struggling with alcohol and addiction, drug addiction, pharmacia. I break it off of you now. There are those that actually have what I would call a, a spirit of rage. You actually black out when you get really angry. It's a demon spirit. I command that thing to be broken. Just agree with me and it'll break. I command that thing to be broken now in Jesus' name. Even generational depression and anxiety. I curse your work and operation off of the people that are online, off of the people that are here. In the name of Jesus, be free. You're here in the closing moments now, and this is... The last thing, the penultimate thing I'll do. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, won't you do it today? If you have and you know you're not living right, won't you recommit your life to Him? You say, that's me, Pastor. I'm so thankful for your honesty. If that's you, pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again for the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Come into my life. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray, fill and touch and bless, heal, empower each and every person. Those online in Dillingham and Idaho, in California and Florida, 
in Michigan, in Jesus' name. Each and every place that's online, be filled right now. Those here, be filled right now. And then use us, God, as Levites were used. Use us as a voice in the wilderness. Use us to turn the hearts of men and women towards you. Bring a great revival in America. Bring a great awakening in America. Heal. Heal the racism. Heal it through salvation. Heal people. Heal families. Release your healing power in and through us right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.